Well, the contest is over. As we expected, Adam has won, though by a less convincing majority than some hoped. But we all know that 57 or 58% share of the vote is plenty enough for any old catastrophic shit to happen, so there you go. Smith will be the second podcast leader to be state-educated and the first white male to have a podcast. Well, maybe not. Anyway, we are now expecting Adam to make his inaugural speech, and yes, there's a cruddy old bin bag at the podium now, so off he goes. I wonder what his priorities will be. I am the people's choice. Well, you're not the people's choice, are you? The choice of our listeners, which is a self-selected group of idiots who don't know what's good for them. I'm going to deliver, 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 and when I finish delivering, I will deliver some more. What specifically will you be delivering? Um, deliveries. Deliveries of of what though, like Shropshire farm foods and stuff? No, I'm going to deliver for the British people up and down the land, from Buckinghamshire to Berkshire and beyond. I'll make Britain delivered to again, and I've appointed my best pals to do the deliveroonies with me. Please welcome my new co-host. Hello, I'm I'm very conscious. I'm very conscious, Adam, that the British people need more satire, and. I will deliver that by hiring more chiropractors who, I'm very conscious, are the backbone of the satirical industry of Great Britain. I'm very conscious, which doesn't sound at all like something someone who wasn't very conscious of anything would say. Excellent. Shall we go and do some delivering? Let's deliver. Let's deliver. Hi. Um, let's. What What are we going to deliver today? <laughs> well, first of all, what, we're going to deliver satirical realness. We're going to deliver satirical realness to our yeah. listeners. Yeah. Um, so I don't really think they're idiots. It was just for the sake of the joke. A- absolutely. So, and it's an interesting because you're actually using an allegory there. Mm. So it sounds like you're criticising our listeners, but you're not. Yeah. I mean, because 43 of... people can't be wrong, can they? <laughs> no, because of allegory. You were criticising the uh, Tory membership. Yes, that's yeah. what I was yeah, trying yeah. to do. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. So just a little example there of how satire mm. can work. So you can say something that's politically inflammatory, but get away with it because it sounds like yeah. you're talking about something else. Allegory. So, allegory, yes. And we'll be talking more about that kind of thing, won't we, we today? Will. So what yeah. is this increasingly allegorical podcast that people are listening to, Joe? Um, it is Smith and we'll talk about satire. Do you know, there was a girl in my um, first year undergraduate seminar group who I always remember used to always call it allegory which I, I thought it was kind of cute but I used to yeah. think that when you exaggerated it was called hyperbole yeah and in, my, in my mind it was like a really yeah. good throw in baseball do you know <laughs> do you know uh, in an episode recently and we had a joke about me being pedantic and I said it's actually pronounced pedant mm. well over the summer um my gen z relative uh, said that someone was being a pedant and I was like oh, what now she's like well pedant like pedantic and because um, she'd like seen it written down but, mm. but perhaps not I don't know why growing up in the house she did for 21 years she's never had cause to call anyone a pedant but yeah. there you go so I, I actually like did that. get to genuinely um, tell somebody how to pronounce pedants I think that's great it's got a nice little fla- it's a bit flouncy isn't it yeah there is a pedant, pedant. <laughs> yeah, well, just she for, God's, for goodness sake, put it in the microwave. <laughs> microwave. Microwave. Well, I think she would be very quick to to reassure you there that she's not um, a raw and so doesn't mm-hmm. talk like that. No, but, sure yeah. not. So we're back earlier than expected. Yes, because we're just going to have a talk about Liz Truss, aren't we? We are, yeah. We're going to deliver something different to what we promised, which I'm sure... But but extra to what we promised, because we will still deliver what we promised. Yes, so it's extra. Which is the chiropractors, right? That's correct. A, A, B, C, D, satirical book group. 
Yeah. Yeah. So long long term listeners and people in the world will be aware of the fact that there's been a Tory leadership contest. Yeah. And that the two um, frontrunners were Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss. That's right. Yes, and we're going to talk about that, aren't we? So there's been, yeah, there's been, like, like we've had a couple of these this year where something has happened and there's been waves and waves and waves of satire in the mm. last three days. Just compiling the notes for this episode, yeah. it made me realise how fast the sort of waves well, of satire, satire have been tsunami, happening. Isn't it? Um, it's been a satire tsunami. So it all begins with the announcement that Liz Truss is going to be the new uh, leader of the Tory party. And That's we've already right. alluded to it, but one of the first things that happened is the bin bag <laughs> the bin bag yeah so they were waiting for it to come and they, th- they put a bin bag hadn't they because I think rain was forecast they were trying to keep the podium dry mm-hmm. but everybody was waiting for this trust there was just a bin bag yeah so I think Caitlin yeah. Moran she captured it quite well in her tweet uh, there's just a picture of the bin bag on the podium on BBC breaking news and the caption Liz Truss appointed Prime Minister it's just a screenshot straight off the BBC yeah. And it, it obviously the the visual gag is it looks like the prime minister is a, it's is a, a visual tatty, bag, tatty old bin bag. Yeah, yeah. The visual gag is she's a visual bag. Yeah. Um. So that was off to a good start. Yes. Uh, also, I feel like everyone's quite well trained in this game now because mm. of all the resi- the resignations, the forty eight yeah. hours of resignations. We've all seen variations of these memes already. Um. What's the next one you've got on the screen there, Jane? Um, so it's one of those vans that drives around with big screens on the side, mm-hmm. um, and it's a picture of Rishi Sunak with the um, the words "Didn't get the job, we've got jobs for everyone. Find the one that works for you." Uh, from the CV library. Yes. So that's very funny, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, like, the joke there is obviously that he didn't win, mm-hmm. and he is is not going to have like a named position in the new cabinet. But also. Like he doesn't need a job. He's really, really yeah. rich. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I suppose there's a bit of a, a sting in the tail of that mm, one, isn't there? There is. Yeah. Um, uh, what else happened? So yeah. So yeah. So uh, there's yeah lots of visual gags. I mean, an old friend of the podcast, um, Jim will draw it for you. Produced a picture. Uh, so this we in a very early episode we talked about an image that he'd drawn of, of George Osborne and David Cameron. Oh Gag, yeah. Captain Trust the Man of Again. Yeah. Uh, he returned with a picture of, and I'll have to explain this one to you, Joe. Mm-hmm. So in the picture. Liz Truss oh, it's is about Darth, Star Wars or Liz Truss is Darth Vader kneeling down to uh, the Sith, the Sith Lord Emperor Palpatine, who is represent, who is, oh, I should say Darth Sidious is his, is his Sith name, who is Margaret Thatcher. So, so for Star Wars fans, the analogy is uh, she's kneeling down to the the sort of spirit of darkness itself, evil, which is which is Margaret Thatcher. The way she is in the picture, she also looks like she's sitting on the toilet doing a poo, doesn't she? But I guess that's she's just not taking intentional. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she also looks quite a lot like Theresa May in that picture, but um, yeah, but yeah, I, guess, I don't think that's intentional. But it's a very good picture anyway. It I'm is, sure. Yeah. So and if you like the star things, then you probably get another level of humour from very, it. Yeah. For, for Star Wars fans, it's an, an easy analogy, for easy shorthand. So she mm. is. So the, the suggestion is that she is, and it's been made many times that she's basically trying to. She worships the spirit of Margaret Thatcher. Well, I think it's not so much a, even a suggestion, is it? I think she's literally said mm. that's that's who she admires and that's who she wants to be, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Liz Truss? It's hard to say because she seems uh, pretty. Well, like we've mentioned before, simultaneously quite. She seems pretty. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. Shag Mary avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Liz Truss, Margaret Thatcher, Theresa May. Um, I'm mm. not actually gonna do that. So no, um, I don't think you should. Yeah, no, she's or pretty. She seems simultaneously quite bland, quite uh, like she will just attach herself to any anything that will make her popular. Like mm. her history is one of flip flopping all over the place, yeah. isn't it? 
but also comes out with completely insane things completely daft things really daft things that she says yeah. um so it's hard to tell i mean she seems to be a continuity leader doesn't she definitely and i think she made that really explicit didn't she when mm. she began her speech by talking about how she wanted to give her thanks to boris johnson yeah. and how he'd got brexit done and done the vaccine well but there's i mean she was a remainer wasn't she mm. um but now she's praising boris johnson for yeah. getting brexit done as was Theresa may they're all yeah. remainers except boris aren't they yeah. all the prime ministers yeah her character on the bbc's dead ringers was always a kind of bouncy jolly hockey sticks mm. excitable schoolgirl. Mm. do you think that 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 popular image of her will or has maybe a changed. bit okay. yeah no i think she yes there is a kind of energy she's got that funny little smile hasn't she like she, just she seems... does have this little tight smile like you don't know what she's going to come out with mm. next but you know you won't like it yeah and in the debates like she's got a private joke with herself all the time which is a bit of a boris johnson thing isn't it mm. but like even in the debates when it was going bad for her she'd have that smirk on her face she'd be like laughing and giggling and smirking yeah. and uh yeah yeah so so interesting to see how that plays Another thing that happened, which was really rather endearing, was Liz Truss's Twitter handle is at Truss Liz. Mm -hmm. But there is a woman whose name is Liz Trussell, whose Twitter handle is at Liz Truss, who ever since October 2019, or thereabouts, has been repeatedly mistakenly tagged in tweets about Liz Truss. Caroline Lucas has done it, um, ordinary members of the public have done it, it's happened in official tweets and in just general tweets that people do. So it seems like it all kicked off in as far back as October 2019. Do you remember October 2019? Mm, yeah, very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, good. So, and in that case, you'll remember that in October 2019, Matt Hancock tagged her saying at Liz Truss and I couldn't be clearer we love the NHS and we'll always protect it and then somebody replied underneath it can't even link to the right Liz Truss you dipshit mm -hmm. but the the at Liz Truss Twitter account always responds in like quite good humor to these things sometimes she'll just do a laughing face when she's tagged in it wrong and sometimes reply things like i go poopies flibbity flobbity um <laughs> but so you never know what you're gonna get but the the one that really went viral was where um she was congratulated by the Prime Minister of Sweden and said that we will continue our deep and comprehensive cooperation, important for our citizens, economies and security. And Liz Trussell replied, looking forward to a visit soon, get the meatballs ready. And I think that might be when it really yeah. took off with her. But yeah, there's I go poopies, flippity floppity. <laughs> so, I mean, it must. I like to think it's a nice diversion for uh, yeah. for Liz Trussell, all of this. But I suppose it, it, it all just adds to the general atmosphere of stupidity and mm. ridiculousness around Liz Truss's um, yeah. premiership. It's better. I think that's better than always replying saying, uh, I'm not Liz Truss. I think playing with it is I funnier. think the guy whose name is John Lewis gets this as well, doesn't he? And he um, he usually seems to reply in pretty good yeah. spirits. I mean, it. if she was bothered by it, she could change her handle to Liz Trussell, which is her name, doesn't it? I just like, realised, is that why you're called at Elemental Adam, in case you get tweeted about like your stupid economics? My big invisible hands. Your big invisible hands. Yeah, yeah. So Adam, Adam, Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations is all about the economic principle of the invisible hand. Oh, so, right, oh um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and he, the Adam Smith Institute, is the mm. one that like Thatcher likes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I know. I did enough economics at A level to remember that the Adam Smith economics are the ones you you don't want. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So that's not why, but it is a useful side effect of me having the handle yeah. I have, which is at Elemental Adam. Yes. Um, so you don't ever get tweeted about your 
how you're always standing in the middle of Edinburgh not moving. That's right, yeah. yeah. And there's a whole story about why it's elemental Edinburgh, but I won't get into it now. Okay. So Please um, don't. Yeah, yeah I won't. Okay. Unless, unless listeners want to, then we can maybe do it as a premium episode. <laughs> the entertaining backstory of I love this sort of consistent false narrative that we have primos <laughs> and subscribers and stuff. Yeah, you can get us on Substack and also... Um, We've got a discount code for betterhelp.com. We haven't <laughs> we got haven't. any of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was Liz Trust became Prime Minister and it was announced in that way. That was some of the immediate responses. But the whole thing was overshadowed, wasn't it, by yeah. comedian Just Joe... Just two days... Well, two days before mm. all the big um, speeches, mm. Joe Lycett was on Sunday with Laura Coonsberg, wasn't he? Yeah, which is a new programme, mm. a new cinema, which I assume is the replacement of the Andrew Marr show because he's gone to somewhere else, hasn't he? He's right. moved to... I don't, it, I don't know. know if it's on, on the Times TV channel, I think, or something. Oh, okay. Or, or it's not. It's not GB News, but it's something like that. Right. Um, Talk TV, I think he's gone to. So yeah. So so they've replaced his show with Laura Kunzberg's show, and uh, yeah, Joe Lyser appeared on it, and um, was described by some as a genius, by others as a troll. Um, but it seems a lot of headlines agreed that his performance overshadowed Liz Truss's victory. How how would it do that? It's like when Liz Truss came out, was everyone just going like, "Oh, we're not even, we don't care, we're not looking at you, we're all watching Joe Lycett on our phones two days later." Mm. How would it overshadow it? It was about it. Yeah, you can't. It would it. overshadow it if Boris Johnson announced that he was having another baby or he'd found some more children or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, been, loads, I mean, there's um, been loads of clickbait headlines where mm. it's like BBC BBC producers told to change format of show after embarrassing appearance. And I mean, I th- thought that it wasn't... Like, it was funny. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was quite as big of a deal no. or either as offensive or as hilarious as necessarily mm. it was... I, I Like... Sometimes comedians are on those shows and they muck about a bit and are quite funny. I didn't think it was like way out of line. No, what shall he we, did. Shall we watch the shall clip? We, yeah, let's watch the clip. What did you make of it? Now, have you calmed down? She has to go I'm from not, the I'm... campaign to the country, but tell us honestly what you thought. Well, so uh, you said earlier that I'm not left or right. I'm actually, I know that there's been criticism in the, uh, the Mail on Sunday today about lefty, liberal, wokey comedians on the BBC. I'm actually very right wing and I loved it. I thought she was very clear. She gave great, clear answers. I know exactly what she's up to. And I think she's... Uh, most people watching at home who are worried about their bills are going to feel... There's a serious point, Joe. Forgive me. There's a I'm serious point. I'm not being sarcastic. She said that there was a big package of help coming this week yeah. for people to help pay their bills. She was very clear what she said. And I, I, I think you know exactly what's going to happen. I think you're reassured. I'm reassured. Are you reassured? But Emily Thornbury, who's so smirking over there in the policy. So, so that, that was an interesting that was an interesting thing to do, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. watching it back now a few days later, it is hard to see how this caught on quite as big as it did. But yeah, he, he said. I think it's a combination. Is is the I think a big part of it is that well, like you say, it's a new show. Mm. I think Laura Coonsberg is visibly quite irritated by mm. it, whilst Emily Thornberry is quite enjoying it. Mm. Um, and I think that is kind of part of it. It's the awkwardness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And that. I said it's not unusual for comedians to go on for like a sort of a lighter element mm. in what's being talked about, or that they they have a different, they bring something different to the table than political commentators. But I also think you could hear and see in his face that he was he's quite angry. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it isn't just that he's being silly or cracking jokes or whatever. He's he's cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what it made me think of? 
Yes, I do. It made you think about the 18th century, didn't well, it? And changes to publication law at the end of the 17th century that meant the repercussions of being accused of libel, slander, or treason were suddenly much more severe, even fatal. People don't like it. When well, you am I right? Read the script to help. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yes, well, I was you're doing right. it satirically. <laughs> it made me think of the long 18th and I, century. Yeah, and when you started thinking about the 18th century. <laughs> Um, some people wouldn't appreciate that, but I'm very right wing and I loved it. Yes, very good. No, it's, um, it's, <laughs> it made me think of the 18th century because what he says, if you like, literally what he says is, I'm very, I'm actually very right wing. Uh, I'm very reassured by this trust and I support her ideas. Mm. On paper, that's an endorsement. Obviously, yeah. it seems obvious to but say. We all know that it isn't true. But we all know it's ironic and we've got mm. various context cues to let us know that he doesn't mean it. Um, but this is exactly how satire is working at the end of the 17th century. Andrew Bricker, one of our former guests, talks about this in his book, uh, Libel and Law. But yeah, there were really serious repercussions for being accused of libel, which included like being hanged to death. or Not just hanged a bit, even. No, hanged they all would, the like, way to death. They would take you down when it got a bit sore. No, hang you all the way to death. Hang you by the neck and One of the worst ones that Andrew talks about in his book is um, having SL carved onto your face. Stuart Lee. Seditious libeler. <laughs> Um, that is hilarious. <laughs> and there's for the stories of a guy from the mid 17th century who had that carved into his face as his punishment, mm. and then they let him walk up and down Grub Street as a reminder, as a warning to everyone not right. to not to do libel, um, which is obviously uh, what is libel. Libel is mm. when you say something nasty and defamatory about someone. Um, so, which, which isn't true. Yeah, yeah, and a quick way of shutting down satirists was to accuse them of libel. But then mm. John Dryden came up with this new technique in in the 1680s in his poem McFleckno, where he wrote what is ostensibly a vicious attack on the contemporary poet Thomas, Thomas Shadwell. Shadwell. And I know that because it was one of the very first undergraduate lectures that really? I went to in the, on the same module as the girl who said allegory. Oh wow! Yeah, and I remember the guy. Uh, whose name I can't remember yeah. reading um, reading this poem out loud that you're going to say. and I remember there was a line that was like Shadwell alone of all my sons but I don't remember anything else yeah. about it <laughs> but I do remember it was and he said like oh this basically means Thomas Shadwell is a big fat shit yes yeah, yeah. well so the poem's called McFleckno and it's an attack on Thomas Shadwell but in the poem we have this character called McFleckno who's the king of nonsense and dullness and mm. it's mostly the it's it's this character McFleckno is praising Shadwell and saying there's the line yeah yeah Shadwell alone of all my sins yeah, yeah. so he says Shadwell so he so McFleckno is imagine who's going to take his place as king of nonsense and he says Shadwell alone of all my sons is he who stands confined in full stupidity the rest of some faint meaning made pretense but Shadwell never uh, deviates into sense and he goes on to say that Shadwell's a real idiot basically. Mm. Uh, the, but that's a good thing. Ah. Yeah, but he's presenting yeah. it as a good thing. And besides, his godly fabric fills the eye and seems designed for thoughtless majesty. Like he's the king of stupid people. Yeah. But it's done as a compliment, and it and he, he couldn't be prosecuted for it because uh, you couldn't because it's not it, it's a compliment. And that, that's kind of exactly yeah. what Lysett's doing, isn't it? He's yeah. saying it's a compliment. We all know it's not. It didn't work out so well for Daniel Defoe in his seventeen oh two track, "The Shortest Way with the Dissenters." I think this is really funny. Mm. So this was a parody of high Tory uh, inflammatory rhetoric around people about non Anglican people, basically. Mm. So he wrote a pamphlet in this style and really doubles down on on the rhetoric. And I've got some very brief quotes here. He says, "Alas, the Church of England! What with popery on one hand and schismatics on the other, how has she?" 
Church of England, been crucified between two thieves. Now let us crucify the thieves. <laughs> let her foundations be established upon the destruction of her enemies. The doors of mercy be always open to the returning part of the deluded people. Let the obstinate be ruled with the rod of iron. And may God Almighty put it into the hearts of the friends of truth to lift up a standard against pride and antichrist. Posterity of the sons of error may be rooted out from the face of this land forever. Unfortunately, people didn't realise that it was a parody and thought it had gone completely cr- crazy. Mm. And, um, and he, a year later, he had to print an apology where he explained that what he was trying to do was to make other people's thoughts speak in his own words and make those people recognise the absurd and offensive language that he was using as being theirs. So he wanted the frothing at the mouth high Tories to read mm. this and go, oh my God, that's what we sound like. But instead, That's everyone not how thought, it works, is it? No. Yeah. But instead, everyone thought, oh my goodness, Daniel Defoe's gone crazy. And he actually, yeah, he was described at the time by his defenders as being a too good impersonator. Right. So it can go wrong, this yeah. irony business. It, well, I mean, and I think what's different, though, is Joe Lysett wasn't impersonating no. or pretending to be anything or satirising the language or adopting the language of the right wing. He says it in such a bold way and in a way that you aren't for one moment supposed to be taken in. Mm. I'm very right wing and I loved it. Like, he, and I, obviously, because it's happening in the moment and he wouldn't be allowed to go off on one and do a big, like, character based skit. (laughs) Like, hello, my name is Ian Tory and all the rest of it. But, it, he's doing it in, in such a flat way like he, he, you couldn't accuse him of being a too good impersonator no. in that moment but it still makes the point doesn't it maybe even more efficiently and economically mm. like a very right wing person would of course love this yeah um, yeah. so what did people go on and do with that um, well the bit where he thing. says I'm actually very right wing became a meme yeah. all on its own did a yeah. screenshot of him saying it and with the caption I'm actually very right wing and I loved it yeah, yeah. Um, and I love it. Yeah, that's it. I'm right wing and I love it. That was the line. So what were some of the things that people... Th- One of the captions I saw mm. was, uh, try and halloumi. Buying something from Marks and Spencers. I'm really right wing and I love it. That's yeah. how it works, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, ordering sparkling water instead of still, I'm really right wing or I love it. And I love it, yeah. yeah. When ASOS sent an email saying barber jackets were coming back, I'm very right wing and yeah, I love it. Yeah, I thought it. that was well. That's one of my favourite ones. Yeah. I wasn't sure what ASOS was. Um, it's the clothes it's website. A fast website. Yeah, and um, I hate it. It's got far too much stuff on it. Like, don't go on there and just. People, you. I think you meant to go on it, like just for the fun of being on mm. it, as if you were on Instagram or something, and just spend ages lost in being on ASOS. Right. I like. I like websites where I like clothing websites where it's like this is our t-shirts. There's three different kinds, and they each come in four different colours. They're all blue. The colours are blue. Yeah, they're all still blue and stripy. Yeah, um, um, yeah but it's a bit, I think young people like it. Well, that's like you shouldn't go in home bargains, you know, because there's just too many I bargains. I don't. Too many bargains. Too many bargains, yeah. Um, yeah, so so yeah, so that meme, all, uh, independent of the clip, went viral by itself, and I think mm. we're going to be seeing that for a, a very long time. Yeah, I think that could be a permanent one, couldn't it? Like yeah. the baffled toddler in the car or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah. Uh, there was this was a cultural moment, mm. this little clip. And, and people had opinions, didn't they? Yeah, it's been an opinion flame. Generator. Yes, yeah, an yeah. opinion generator. Yeah. So, for example, uh, Marie Leconte in The New Statesman said, of course what Julie said wasn't funny. That's literally the point. What was he supposed to do? Joke about how people will freeze to death? Yeah, don't um, do that. Yeah, so the, so so Marie LeConte is actually responding to people criticising it for not being funny. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, he, and I think she's right. He isn't trying to be funny. No. 
and but people have taken that one thing and made it instead of being about the point about halloumi marks and spencer sparkling water and barber jackets yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um whereas brian none of those things are right wing that's the point that's the, it? well, the joke it's, like, is. it's the, the tory aesthetic yeah but i think people do say things are right wing if they mean they're like posh or yeah pretentious in some way yeah so, it's yeah. all wrong isn't it well then that's i think that's the joke of the some of those memes maybe i'm giving too much credit but it's mm. the bathos of it it's still isn't funny it? it's as if you think it's right wing to have sparkling water yeah um and it's called it's all indexed according to class as well isn't it so it's like yeah if you are a middle class bourgeois you're a tory yeah is the sort of thing but uh but yeah i mean there's another bit in the clip that people haven't talked about when he says of course there's been a lot of hoo-ha in the press about these woke left-wing comedians and i'm actually oh, yeah. very right wing so one of the things i think gets lost is that he's taking a swipe at the whole um the idea that the bbc have too many yeah. woke left-wing comedians yeah. etc but someone who did really like it was brian logan the guardian yeah uh, and he absolutely, absolutely loved it, didn't he? He really did, absolutely yeah. He said, the satire, satire of Joe Lycett is a fitting response to our era of scorched earth politics. And he actually gives in the article a little rundown of what he considers to be Lycett's... Shtick. Activist comedy satire shtick, mm. yeah. See his regular tweets geeing up Boris Johnson. Don't rise to it, babe. I'm with Nadine. We are on your side no matter what. XOXOX. Mm. Yeah, or his hoax leaks in it, leaking of the Sue Gray report, which I do remember. Yeah, I mean um, he is he is among other things. He you know he appears on different kinds of shows and um, does di- lots of different things. But he is a satirical hoaxer, mm, Joe Lysett, isn't he, is. he? That's what he does. Yeah, he changed his name to Hugo Boss, didn't yeah. he, once for some reason. But yeah, so so Logan says such is the satirical territory Lysett is, is staking out. Not joking about our political reality, but body snatching it insinuating himself into its cracks to prise open some perspective on how appalling it's become mm. I think that's a bit I think I might be overstating the case yeah. <laughs> I think he's just funny yeah looks about a bit isn't he? but uh, but someone who didn't like it was uh, Brian O'Neill of The Brendan. Spectator so Brendan O'Neill of The Spectator yeah of course Joe Lysett he says isn't funny or brave and he's certainly not grown up mm. that's what my mum used to say <laughs> it's not funny it's not clever it's certainly not grown up his appearance on Laura Koonsberg's show was a risk-free act of comedy. Mm. And the article, first of all, says that, I mean, it makes the case that it's incredibly safe for him to say this because everyone who mm. watches the show and is on the panel and that the BBC is going to agree with him that right-wing is automatically bad. And then he criticises all the people who thought it was funny. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he says the joke is that he that it would be like hilarious and stupid for someone who was right-wing to be even in that situation. Um yeah, and then he says, Lysett's ent- entire, and here comes that word again, shtick, mm. relied for its bite on the fact that an incredibly right-wing comedy would never even be on the BBC. What a preposterous notion. The humour, for what it was worth, derived precisely from the unlikelihood of such a person appearing on a respectable BBC talk show. I'm not sure that's necessarily true, is no. it? There, there is that right-wing comic. Mm. Yeah, they get yeah. him out all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that was the shtick. I don't no. think that was the bite that, um, that a right-wing comic wouldn't be on the BBC. No. Um, although I don't think they usually are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we've talked about comedy and being left-wing we and right-wing good, in other places, haven't we? Yeah. That, where you did some stand-up, which people should listen to. If oh, that was right. Yeah. 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 So that was the whole Joe Lysette uh, episode of all this. Yep. And then it finally got to the bit where Boris Johnson actually had to go. Yes, and he made a speech that people. It was interesting. It was one of those moments where suddenly everyone um, sees the point of close reading. Mm. So they, uh, you know, as, uh, as it was coming out, and immediately afterwards, it's like, what does he mean when he said he was like? Um, 
Cincinnatus mm. um, returning to his yeah. plow. Um, do, you know, I, do you know the significance yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah. So he says, like Cincinnati, so I shall return to my plough, but what Cincinnati actually did was return to his plough for a bit yeah. and then come back due to the popular and demand a and was a right-wing dictator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Boris Johnson is planning to do exactly that, but I think there was an element of like trolling and mm. baiting around that. He also got in a little dig about how the rules had changed halfway through, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure is... And it, why do you care? You break whatever the rules are anyway. Well, mm. It doesn't matter. Um, and and you took the people the, of England for idiots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just sort of like boasted about himself and then um, mm. then fucks off, didn't he? But he yeah. said he was like a... He said like a booster rocket. Mm. Um, and people were close reading that as well and saying the bit the bit of the rocket that falls, that's the bit that has saved everyone's life and now it's like at the bottom of the at the bottom of the ocean or something mm. something like that. I think I think sometimes, and it's an odd thing for someone in my profession to say, you can read too much into yeah. things, well, can't you? So the, for people who aren't aware, the booster rocket, that's part of a like the space shuttle or the mm. Apollo 13, isn't it? That's the bit that where the fuel is that mm. launches it into the atmosphere and then detaches and, and falls yeah. to Earth. So he's saying that I've blasted. I've done my... And it very much fits with his whole um, rhetoric or his whole, like, I don't want to say semantic field that he uses about himself, but it's always about boosters and bounces and mm. boosts, isn't it? Mm. Um, that's, that's the booster, boosters and bounces and boosts and Boris. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I did see one good take about the did rocket you? thing. I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was it minimally appreciated on Twitter? It was. Yeah. I tried to amplify it, but yeah, it uh, does. Some tweets just can't be amplified, can I they? I think the algorithm is maybe yeah. against this individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's the yeah. algorithm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when it was he a said de-boosted that, tweet about booster rockets. Yeah. yeah. When he said that about the booster rocket, I was reminded of Oscar Wilde's um, short story. The Remarkable Rocket. Have you ever read or heard of that before? And not prior to this tweet, I hadn't, no. Yeah, so, well, the booster, the, the Remarkable Rocket is like a, a vain, arrogant, annoying rocket who's in the going to be in a fireworks display for the marriage of the king and queen, and he um, he's like pompous and aristocratic and always and, and incredibly boastful, um, and then he he sort of makes himself cry to prove how sensitive he is to all the other rockets and then he he gets so wet and damp that he can't be let off as part of the big firework display and he's left sort of there rejected and on his own but he's still telling himself that he's he's the best so the page walks past him and and sees the rocket like spare and discarded lying on the grass and says what a bad rocket and the rocket thinks to himself bad rocket bad rocket impossible grand rocket that is what the man said bad and grand sound very much the same indeed they often are the same and he fell into the mud um, and then he like he sort of is in this dank pond and he talks to some frogs and toads and things and then he just ignites all by himself a, a small boy comes along and sets him off and he fires off into the sky and that's the end of the remarkable rocket but yeah this arrogant haughty oh he fires off in the, sky in the middle of the day doesn't he so no one gets yeah, to see him yeah but, but yeah so I that. yeah so this arrogant haughty twat of a rocket mm. um who is the only one who thinks anything good about himself and um, that that kind of popped into my mind and i was looking back at that story so there's a bit i just quoted and then a bit where um a frog is saying well, I might be impressed by you if you did like something useful. If you could, it, he actually says, if you could, for example, pull a plow, um, <laughs> then that would be good. But I don't see the point of you. There, there, there isn't any value in you. 
My good creature, cried the rocket in a very horsey tone of voice, I see that you belong to the lower orders. A person of my position is never useful. We have certain accomplishments and that is more than sufficient. I have no sympathy myself with industry of any kind, least of all with such industries as you seem to recommend. Indeed, I have always been of the opinion that hard work is simply the refuge of people who have nothing whatever to do. <laughs> so I don't think Boris Johnson meant to allude to Oscar Wilde's short story, mm. but um, that's what it made me think of. I thought the frog was going to say something. You know, anything useful like get Brexit done. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, that's. Uh, I think that's a wonderful analogy, and it deserves a lot more attention. Yeah. Um, one of the other things of, the, of Boris's goodbye speech is that someone overlaid the BBC footage of him leaving after the speech, and it's from an it's an aerial shot. I don't know if it's a drone shot or a crane shot, mm. but it's down, looking in as he gets in the car, and the car slowly drives away as the sun is still coming up over the mm-hmm. block, and it goes off into the sunset. And someone overlaid it with the sad music from EastEnders they play whenever <laughs> a character leaves, um, and it, it's perfect. And that's comedy yeah. of likeness, isn't it? Like yeah. the comedy just comes. I suppose there's a bit of bathos in there. It's like what if. What if uh, Downing Street politics is the same as Albert Square politics? And I think but... perhaps also the fact that everything has become a little bit soap opera, mm. hasn't it? That you know, a lot of people have been talking about how many prime ministers they've seen come and go in their lifetime, which and it's a lot more yeah. than it used to be. Yeah. Um, and it's the same shot that they use in EastEnders because it's the same people manning the rig, isn't it? It's like mm. it's a BBC production. Yeah. Like, so yeah. So that is. Uh, I thought that was very. That made me. And it gets to just as he's about to go around the corner, and then it goes. <laughs> and the credits come up. Yeah, good, very good. Excellent. Yeah. <clears throat> so you've got Boris Johnson leaving. You've got Joe Lysette on the TV uh, on the Laura Koonsberg show. You've got Liz Truss taking office. And whilst all of that is happening, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby are also becoming a meme. Yeah, because they're responding <clears throat> to the absolutely dire cost of living crisis mm-hmm. that's only really just getting going, mm-hmm. um, and the, how poor we're all going to be. And what have they done? They did a game where they had a Wheel of Fortune and uh, they would spin the Wheel of Fortune and a lucky viewer will get potentially either a cash reward or all of their energy bills paid for a year. Should we watch this? We've got, we'll pay your energy bills, got a thousand pounds as well. So this is energy bills, I think, for four months if it stops on that. Nice. Uh, so, how are, your, how, how are your energy bills? Are you a bit worried about it all? Oh, major. Yeah. Are you? Oh, God. I've got one of these prepayment meters and it's absolutely murder. Oh, God. Right, well, let's hope it lands on one of those then. Whatever, right. you're going to win some money, so here we don't go. worry. Here yeah. we go. One way, one way or t'other, here we go. Round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Da, 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 da. Oh, £1,000 or energy down. bill. £1,000 or energy bill. It is going to be... Energy bill. Oh my God! Thank we, you. We're paying your energy bill for four months. Oh, fantastic! No worries. Oh, oh what a relief! Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that that went. And it's the way that he's like he talks to the guy and he's like, yeah, I'm really worried. It's absolute murder. Yeah, but the jazzy game show music's playing all the time in the background. It's, it's always like awful. Yeah, it is. That's pretty horrible. Um. And yeah, people were tweeting saying that it's things have turned very Black Mirror. It's like mm. a dystopian future. It's also like a Mitchell and Webb sketch, isn't it? I mean, that is yeah, it's grotesque. And it it also makes like things like Running Man mm. as well. We have mm. to go and. 
fight the gladiators and suffer their bad puns. Yeah, and, yeah. And of course, yeah. somebody, some people did put the two things together. Yeah. So you had the caption, Philip Schofield talking about that wheel with Joe Lysett saying, I'm actually very white ring and I love it. Yeah. Um. So it did all come together. But yeah, so that, that became a whole thing. Something that I didn't realise until we did this podcast is quite how central Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield are to the national discourse because this is far from the first time they've been on the podcast isn't no it? yeah what was it um, the the Daily Mail thing about like I just don't understand it <laughs> Holly why <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the how it started how it's going thing is quite funny as well because they so this is where someone has put the photograph of um, Holly Willoughby and uh Philip Schofield having a selfie with Boris Johnson. Oh yeah. So that's like becomes a prime minister, and then how it's gone is them giving away energy bills because there's an energy yeah. crisis. Um, but it, it also spawned a secondary meme, which was the "Hello, hello, is this Janet?" meme. Um, I don't know if you saw this one. Do you know? I don't think that I did. So this is where uh, in this meme you've got Philip Schofield on the phone in the car. And he, he's sort of like ringing someone up to tell them they've rank, won a prize. And he's sort of saying, hello, hello, is that Janet? Janet, you're sitting down. Excellent, Janet, you've won. And then it's something absurd like... A GP appointment. A GP or appointment a month's or a month's worth, worth of prescriptions. prescriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, so, uh, so, yeah. What's a bad business? Yeah. And then uh, the next wave of satire was around the reshuffle. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm, it's, not, it's not COVID. I'm just talking mm. a lot. Uh, yes, so obviously <coughs> Liz Truss came into power and then she had to shuffle the parliament around her, didn't she? She shuffle did. Shuffle the decks. Yeah. Um, and, and the official Twitter account at 10 Downing Street released these images. Um, <coughs> really glossy. Can you see those listeners? Describe it, Joe. Yeah, um, so there'll be a picture of whoever it is sitting at a very shiny desk in front of um, two, not <coughs> one, but two union flags, and then a quick description of them. So, for example, the Right Honourable Dr. Therese Coffey MP, appointed Secretary of State for Health and Social Care and Deputy Prime Minister, New Government Appointments 2022. Yeah. Now, they must know that that looks already like it's a meme. Mm. Uh, they, they don't appear to but they must know because obviously all you've got must to do they? Uh, it took seconds for people to replace the photo with some crazy character and then replace the name because so the parodies are it, like there's the funny juxtaposition of who is in the role uh, but then they've come up with funny names for what their role is which I think yeah. parodies the fact that you have people being appointed to Secretary of State for levelling up and things so this was one of my favourite ones. This is the Right Honourable Hyacinth Bouquet MP appointed Secretary of State for Candlelight Suppers. Um, Very good. And it looks like a real one, doesn't it? It looks yeah. like an actual poster. Did you know, by the way, that the Polish word for uh, for bouquet is bucket? Ah, yeah. interesting. So they I would say, um, can you get cast me that bucket with the bucket in it? Was something someone said to me. Oh, yeah. right, okay, yeah. Ah, and here's another one. Um, <clears throat> Superintendent Ted Hastings appointed Secretary of State for sucking diesel in the department for bent coppers and wee gobshites. Yeah. Very good. Um, it'd be a good, this would be a good round on Cards Against Humanity, wouldn't it? <clears throat> it'd be like yeah, yeah, yeah. Secretary of um, State for something stupid. Oh, and is there a Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby one? There is. Um, yeah, the Right Honourable <laughs> Philip Schofield and the Right Honourable Holly will be appointed Joint Secretaries of Welfare. I mean, that kind of bites, doesn't it? it? Does. Because they are doing <clears throat> the job of welfare in a in an awful and dystopian fashion. And in this one, the photo is, of course, them with the wheel. The wheel of fortune. The, yeah. 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 Um, 
so yeah, anything you want that's to. That's my favourite one. Which is your favourite one, this Mr. Blobby? One. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what's he Secretary of State for? Uh, Mr. Blobby appointed Secretary of State for Delicate Chinaware. Yeah, very good. That's good. And he sat there with his arms over his lap. Uh, it's very, very good. Is that good satire? That, I think, that example. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, because yeah, it's because it's 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 showing that it's making fun of the showbiz nature of the announcements, mm. isn't it? And the sort of showbiznification of politics coming out of Ten Downing Street. It's showing how misjudged the Ten Downing Street. PR is mm-hmm. and also it's mocking the absurd positions that they've come yeah. up with so I think yeah and I suppose that um, kind of intersects a little bit with some more a more distasteful aspect of the discourse which is like god knows I don't like to raise coffee but there was a lot of like how can she be secretary of state for health mm. she's overweight mm. and that um led to tweets just generally sort of criticizing her appearance and yeah. saying she's disgusted and it, i mean she has a voting history of voting against things you would probably hope a secretary of state for health wouldn't yeah. like she's not in favor of smoking bans and so on mm. oh and there's a picture of her doing the rounds with like I think it's a glass of champagne but it's all down her t-shirt and she's smoking a big cigar and looking a bit dishevelled nice um so there, there was kind of mockery of the appointments in that way and i guess oh how would you account for that in the language of satire like that it's not well it's not satire is it it's just kind of savagery ribaldry yeah yeah um, yeah interestingly i would say that it, that would class as satire before the 17th century when satire mm. was just savage insults yeah so uh, in, then you'd just be like, here's a picture of Tom Shadwell that mm. I've drawn and he's got all like beer and cack down his yeah, front. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. And like, and the goal, my goal is for this person to be so, to be so like upset by this that they kill mm. themselves. So that was kind of the... That, yeah. But then... But it, then So that went away in the 18th century because of like politeness and all of that stuff that you like to well, think it, about. I mean, the but, question of where it went is is a substantial one but no i think partly what we we're talking about earlier so dryden is attempting to do something similar to that mm. that doesn't get him prosecuted yeah and you end up with this like uh um, more ambiguous allegorous language yeah ironic statements whereas now that that particular strand to the criticism of Therese coffee mm. wasn't so much like um oh that's unsophisticated or mm. that's libelous it's more like that's fat shaming yeah, or yeah. but then this is the thing with Theresa May there's plenty of things to criticise Theresa May for but then there does feel like there's an edge to did you not think that there was kind of a potential I was just trying to remember oh Theresa May was the May bot wasn't she yeah she couldn't eat chips and yeah, stuff like that but... Ed Miliband can't eat bacon sandwiches mm. Boris didn't really have a name Boris the Butcher never quite took off did it no um, so there's all of that but that wasn't even all the memes that from the last week because there's a completely random one that comes yeah. out of left field but it starts really... out random and then loops all the way back around to everything we've been talking yeah, about and, and can you not sit there with that bored look on your face while I'm talking about this meme because the <laughs> meme is it's like a meme you know it's like yeah. there's the kind of meme that you see it and you think that's a meme and you it, it is like you know it's like a meme mm. that is a meme and it feels like a meme sorry i've disassociated yes you do look as though you have um and that yeah. of course was basically what it was so yeah. harry styles was like shitting on about a movie wasn't he and yeah just saying movie a lot don't and worry darling is the name of the film yeah and uh yeah and it appears that chris pine well, he just completely left his body, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Chris Pine in the picture, <coughs> the image that became the meme, he just looks completely absent. 
I, I saw someone describe him as looking like he didn't want to train Katniss in the 42nd Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, the but first tweet was... Go on. So was it Kate Halliwell's tweet was the first one? I think it was the first one, captioned yeah. it, me filling the room with negative energy because I don't want to be there. 255,000 yeah. likes. Yeah. And then people immediately sort of started thinking about all the times they're in rooms filling them with negative energy because they don't want to be there and yes. getting more and more specific about what that room might be. <laughs> yeah. what they. So uh, I've seen this is the student who's read the book looking at the student when the student who hasn't read the book starts yeah. talking yeah um lots of talk about meetings well that was a good one there was a similar one to that that was like when you spend six hours planning a 90 minute seminar and you end up listening to the student who hasn't read the book yeah that was one wasn't it um and it's been like connected <laughs> up with lots of other memes too yeah. hasn't it yeah um yeah. i put the one i've picked out one that one's quite a good one isn't it female leader that, that one Oh, yeah, so this one by Kirsty Sedgman um, has his face with the caption, it looks like our panel is running a little bit over. Is everyone happy to carry on into lunch? <laughs> yeah, classic um, conference line, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, I think there's a lot of lines you could have from a conference there, wouldn't you? It's yeah. A, not really a question, more of a any, comment. Any instance or... where you're a hostage of circumstance, it mm. would apply to, isn't it? Like, So that includes yeah. weddings, conferences, yeah. meetings. Yeah, meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the female leader one is, I just thought that oh, connects things back together. the female leader one. He looks like the first female prime minister for a European nation. I think it works really well because Chris Pine, um, he, cause it, he's got like sort of quite longish hair mm. and, and a, a very clean shaven face. So there's that kind of snow clone element of the image, which means you can, you could say he's a specific woman or like his his face is mobile enough that yeah. you can make a, a comedy comparison between him and somebody else. Well, that is where it comes full circle because people yes, have been saying does. that he looks like he could play. He's good. It's like the headline was Chris Pine to play Liz Truss in the final season of The Crown. Yeah, um, Liz Truss would never look that sort of bored <laughs> and no. I mean, yeah, she just looks sort of bouncy in a menacing fashion yeah doesn't she yeah um, yeah so that's that's been the other big old big old meme in yeah. the last few days there is one final little bit of topical news though mm. um, your friend news. and follower Profanity Swan uh, did a tweet earlier that went viral of have you seen this clip um, oh I think I haven't clicked on it yet so this is the new levelling up secretary Simon Clark being asked on BBC Breakfast News uh, about the re record of the Tory party and I think his response speaks volumes. Let's talk about something hopefully we can talk about more clearly, levelling up. Uh, now, if, if you look at a couple of the markers for levelling up, which frankly a lot of people don't really understand the principle of, you, you get, say you look at child poverty or in-work poverty, wh which, which of those markers have the Tories in 12 years been successful in helping? Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe you didn't hear that question. I'll, I'll repeat it again. <laughs> wow. I mean, just to be clear, Ed, I um, I, I think that Profanity Swan I accidentally followed me back when I followed him the other day. I think it's probably like one of those things where someone follows you and you hit follow back, at, like almost as a reflex. I don't don't think he probably meant to follow me I back, and I wouldn't his... count him as as my friend. Although I'd love to be his friend. I think but he followed think us because he must have heard your throwaway impression of him last week. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, my favourite thing that he does, which is sort of satire but surreal, is when he does um, Jeremy Corbyn on that podcast. 
There's a very good. Uh, there's a very good like long running oh, yeah. joke about Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, um, that is the podcast yeah. Athletico Mins, which if you've that not listened, podcast, you should listen to. Mins, yeah. So um, yeah, so that's just that was a nice little way to end it, wasn't it? Yeah. That he's got no response to that question. Isn't Charlie orange? Mm. Sorry, I'm face shaming Charlie from BBC Breakfast, but he has got a very orange face. Yeah. 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 So that so that all, all happened in happened. a very short space of time, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So what if you had to conclude anything about the last few days? What would it? Be? Yeah, I mean, I think. I think everyone is very literate and adept now at producing this kind of satire, mm. this kind of popular satire. Like we all, and I think everyone's got well trained during the pandemic years. You know, yeah. with the with the messages, the the way the posters come out and the way they're structured, that just the way that everything produced by Downing Street seems to be very memeable. Um, but also, yeah, I don't know how. Do you think people like really cut their teeth on? stay not stay home what was it stay careful mm. you know the one that really went crazy after stay at home stay uh, yeah stay, stay alert. alert stay alert, stay alert. Yeah. i think it is that yeah yeah um so there's there's all of that um and also i think things are i mean it's interesting that i know they were kidding but mock the week said they had to end because the news was getting too crazy mm. um i mean with this with the energy crisis stuff with itv putting that wheel of fortune on there with the kinds yeah. of things that people are saying um, it is it's ripe fodder for, mm. and we're laughing now, but we won't be laughing when you know we'll be me and you will be in this booth all the time because it gets horribly warm, doesn't it? Mm. So, uh, so yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? Good luck to this trust. Good luck to us all. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, may um, the odds be ever on your in your favour. That's right. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, as Chris Pine told Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so that's been fun, hasn't that's it? That's been a, yeah, um, just, so just a quick little episode that we've put together really hastily so that it remains topical. But we'll resume normal service immediately. And yeah, we've got an episode coming group. soon. Yeah. yeah, we might have a special guest joining us to talk about the Ooh. books. Yeah, very oh, famous. So, yeah. uh, like a genuinely famous person. Yeah, and we'll talk about book talk and satire yeah. and the Irony. youth and all that. Yeah, yeah. so ke- keep an eye out for that coming soon. Stay safe, everyone. Uh, you don't need to stay safe now, do we? Yeah, okay. Be reckless, everybody, and <laughs> uh, sit up. Uh, and find us on the socials. But oh, yeah, yeah, know what yeah. Are, don't at Satire it. No More on Twitter, at Talk About Satire on Instagram, Satire at No More at gmail.com. Com. And, uh, yeah, have a lovely time. Sit up. Shut up. And eat our satire. Bye. Bye.